You're listening to a DM podcast. We are underway. G'day, guys. Welcome to Talking League. We're a weekly NRL fantasy podcast. Great news. We're back to full strength tonight for the first time in a couple of weeks. Corby, g'day. Welcome back. This is rare, full strength, because there'll be no full strength teams next week with the debacles we've had this weekend. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Is it, it what? Is good. It is good to be back. I did miss it. I was listening from afar. <laughs> guests, some good guests that come in. Yeah, some some solid replacements. Andy, g'day. How you going, guys? I, I was more or less just happy about uh, the Parramatta win against the Warriors. Unlucky Cole, um, lost the bet. Uh, I'm looking forward to that bet there. But it's good to see you back, Corpse. Yeah. She's a bit of a – I forgot how – I forgot the shine on your head. It looks beautiful. <laughs> you know what's just happened? When you were giving it – I'm a bit of a polish before you come back. When you were giving it to Lomas, your internet connection just lagged. So I didn't get a single thing what you just said then. Oh, look. So you don't you don't get another crack at it. Corby, punters club. Short. <laughs> Go para. Corby, punters club's going well. You got another winner up there. We're nearly jagging one when it, one every week. Can you give us a little update before we get into the fantasy stuff? Yeah, mate. I'll, uh, I can go into a little bit more detail, but just overall, we chucked in the 50 each and we're up to just shy of 500, $494.46. So uh, 329.64% profit. So uh, it's usually just take your pick between us or just chuck a cheeky five each on uh, our multis. And yeah, usually one gets up, but yeah, we're cruising along pretty well. Yeah, at this rate, we'll be going to Fiji for that live show and we pay for <laughs> Yeah, or, or New Zealand. Yeah, <laughs> we will be buying the jet. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, boys, let's rip in and just give a little update on classic performance. Corbs, you went pretty well, cracking the top thousand. Yeah, another good weekend for me. I've had two good weekends. Um, One thousand eighty-three, and yeah, into eight sixty-eight just before final update. So happy with that. Nice. I went pretty well on the back of Cleary, pretty much as well. Uh, 1,069, so overall ranked 518, which I'm pretty pleased with. Andy? Yeah, look, still clawing my way back from my injury-riddled season. Uh, I've, I've, I've clawed back up 3,000 spots back into 11,000. So, look, Wait, come well, from mate, behind. It's all I about think, chipping away, mate. <laughs> it's those those first couple of weeks I didn't have Cleary. But, geez, you'd be upset if you don't have him now. Oh. <laughs> you may as well give it up. Two million. Dollars the end of the season. Yeah, you may as well give it up if you don't have clear by now. But I'm you know what we'll do, Andy? <laughs> Thursday we'll do a little bit of operation fixed Andy's team. We're gonna get you in that top ten thousand. <laughs> what do you reckon, Corbs? Yeah, we might need an extra long show for that. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a uh, just end up yeah, just quit. <laughs> That might be that might be this the simple answer. But boys, <laughs> let's kick it off tonight. We've got classic performance we've just done. Studs and duds, injuries and suspensions, plenty. Burning questions from this round, and also our trade targets for round eleven. All right, let's kick things off. How good is this bloke? Stud time. We'll st- stick with you, Andy. Who you got? Uh, mine's Reese Walsh. Mm. Honestly, what more does this bloke have to do to get a starting spot on that team? Look, only only played 46 minutes, but he scored 74 fantasy points, one try, 160 metres, seven tackle breaks, and three line breaks. He's just electric, and they looked like a better team with him on the field. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't understand. Uh, Maybe Brownie sort of did admit that he used him wrong, but 
Jeezy looks good. I think he needs to be on the team for – he needs to be on the field for 80 minutes. Yeah, I agree. Well, I was having a chat with a few Warriors fans, and the idea that came up, and they, they tried it partially, and that's RTS to move into maybe a middle position and then maybe defend out in the centres. And that could be something that could move them forward, especially when you've got mobile guys. Probably Curran getting injured today doesn't hurt them because the guy I thought they might be able to do this with was Ben murdoch Masilla. So given the lack of numbers on the edge now, they might – I think he's quick enough to either play in the centres and then defend in the middle quite easily. But just with that current injury, that might hurt them a little bit as well. But it'll be interesting to see what they what they do. But, Corbs, moving to you, who was your stud for the night, mate? Uh, mine was Nico Hines. He he just seems to, wherever they, they place him, he, he was in at 5'8", then got shifted back to fullback. And he's had some decent scores the last two weeks. I think they're going to be relying on him uh, once again next week with no Munster and I can't see Pappenhaus in the way he got taken off mm. him playing next week again. So, yeah, he'll have a big role to play against their, their next game is it's six against, days away. Canberra, yeah. against Canberra, who is depleted and don't have the, the most confidence. So, yeah, he's a good one. And then just also, I think he's going to pop up here and there throughout the buy period with restings. If you got on him, he's, he's not a bad get. Yeah, would you still – because he's not – I know you got him in draft, but would you get him in classic? Well, I'm just looking here. He's 384. His break-even was minus two, and he just hit a 73. So you'd think he'd be up around that 450 maybe. Yeah. But the, the scores he's been throwing out, yeah, there's, there's still – he's got the duel as well, half wing of fullback. Okay. Especially nice. over origin period. Like, he's going to get some game time with yeah. Munster and Harry Grant. And um, look, with Jerome Hughes backing up. Yeah, I just absolutely. don't have the trades. If I had the trades and the luxury, I would go for him, but I'll – I need to hold off. Yeah. Now, my guy, guys, was Victor Radley, and what a pleasing return. He looked great. He played a season high, 71 minutes, which is great for the confidence in his knee as well. So that ball playing brilliance. He set up the first try for – sorry, the second try for Sammy Walker, straight up the guts with a little bit of ball playing there as well. But the biggest thing, I think it just led, especially with Lammy being back as well, really freed up both Teddy and Angus Crichton just to play their, their usual game. So for, for holders of those two guys, Rads is your man. But he's cheap right now too. He's, he's hard to ignore at 465k at the moment. He's starting to build into something. I will give it my three-date rule, but it's if he can produce another 50, he's right on there. I'll be asking him out for sure. So you watch what out. Do they have to do, what do they have to do to break that three-date rule? What's, is there any sort of... Well, I need to see some consistency. I need, I'm looking for a long-term investment, so I'm looking for 350s <laughs> in a row. That's what I'm looking for. You're looking for love, not a fling. <laughs> A couple of beers and he'll get it. He'll get him in for sure. Oh no doubt, no doubt. All right, boys, moving on. Duds, who you've got, Andrew? Uh, mine's Corby's fave, uh, Bailey Simonson. <laughs> uh, he only had nine fantasy points. That's involved four errors and two missed tackles. Uh, look, he fell short, even though the Raiders did get a win. But yeah, it was just uh, fair few owners probably still have him as well. So nine fantasy points, not good. Not good enough. <laughs> Fair call. Colts, who you got? Uh, I went Tyson Gamble. A few people were talking about this guy as the, the cheapy, the cash cow of the round. I just didn't see it. And he, yeah, four points. You'd be devastated if you bought him in to make cash because he didn't really do that. Or he made a tiny bit, but he's just a waste of a trade. And I just think, yeah, you got to be careful with those ones just because – yeah, with the trade so precious, uh, you've got to make sure that if you bring in a guy like that to make coin, that 
they're going to make good coin. Like his highest score was 44 before that. I just, yeah, not for me. And yeah, a lot of people unlucky on that one. Yeah, he's just too big to be a halfback. Like, you know how they got front rowers clubs and all that sort of stuff? The bloke's six foot two or three. It's just not fair for the little guys. He looks more like a 13 than a seven. Well, Tigger, you were saying last week or last pod uh, about making sure you're not wasting those trades and making them, like you said, the three-date rule. Like, it, it's, I think it, it sticks because it's just you're waste, it's a waste of a trade, isn't it, mm. um, for poor Tyson Gamble? Yeah, he could be out of the team next week. They're talking about bringing Carmichael Hunt back in the halves. So, Jeez, they need to try something. <laughs> it's going to be interesting right, to that, see if he, he saves the cart because surely Brody Croft's as good as this bloke. I don't see Carmichael as the answer, and I'd say Croft is better than both of them. Yeah. I, th- I think the good thing you'll see out of Carmichael but is effort areas, and I think that's what Kevin Walters is struggling with, just those little effort areas. You're going to get 100% out of Carmichael. He's going to add a lot of experience to him as well. True. It is true. But you you, you don't think Brody Croft gives 100% as well? Like- yes, I think that might be the pairing next week. I think it might be Brody Croft, and I think Milf's gone. Like, it would not. why would he keep him now? Like. Mm. He's going to show him the door. Well, did see the uh, did see the Chris Sandow put his hand up to come back. Maybe that's the answer for Broncos. <laughs> what about when they asked him the question, Chris? Have you been training? Oh no, nah, I'm too busy with my four kids, mate. <laughs> we talk about little halfback clubs. Tyson Gamble's too big to be a halfback. Chris Sandow's bigger than Tyson Gamble now, and he's only five foot five. <laughs> On the weight schedule, hundred <laughs> percent. Hey boys, we talk about a three date rule and. I'm going to have to get rid of my side piece, Jordan Ricky, this week because you can only have one love interest in a side piece. He's gone. 20 against Manly. Really let me down. Started him ahead of Schuster, but then I was lucky enough to loop Schuster after. But, yeah, just on the weekend, 24 tacks. That sin bidding was absolutely poor. Too many penalties in his game. Not enough run meters. I've given him his chance to, to get my love back. And I just his last month, especially with Alex Glenn pretty much returning next week, it is my cell signal. So, sort of, sorry, Jordan, it's over. It's over. It's tough. It's tough. I had to go through the same with Stefano, and there was a. <laughs> How'd you get over it, mate? Give me some advice. Oh, I, when Cleary scores big, you sort of forget, move on pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, let's move. Oh, Before we hit the burning questions, boys, I'll just quickly run through some of these injuries and suspensions because it'll probably dictate kind of what we're going to talk about moving up. So injuries from today, Matt, Matt Dufty did his shoulder. Be interesting to see that one. Pups, obviously, the HIA, six-day around turn, six day turnaround, as Corby mentioned. Andrew McCulloch, he was in a bit of trouble with a HIA and eye injury. Tyson Smoothie, the backup hooker. PCL, Riley Jacks, he limped up the dressing room as well towards the end. Rocco Berry had a HIA. Joshy Curran, hyperextended elbow. So NRL physio is reporting anywhere between one to eight, depending if there's a fracture. Mitch Moses is fine. They just they stood on his foot or something, but he said he's fine. Kieran Forum hand. So they just could put Joshy Schuster in line for a return to 5'8. And Heimel Hunt, his hamstring. Now the judiciary charges. Josh Papa'i, three to five weeks for that high tackle. Jack Wyden, one week. Josh Hodson, one week for the chicken wing. Jordan Ricky, two weeks for his crusher. Tyron Peachy, his crusher was just as bad as Jordan Ricky, so I reckon he's going to get charged and probably looking at two weeks. Tyrell Fe- Feimono, he got sent off, so he'll get his charge 
tomorrow, but expect something big. Josh McGuire, he's been on report as well, and he's got a bad, bad record. Guys getting a fine. So if you've got the likes of these guys, these guys will be available next week. So it's Lachlan Burr, TPJ, Tyson Gamble, Siona Katoa from the Doggies, Eva Siu Manu Fagai, uh, Statili Tupanua, Angus Crichton, Jaden Sua, and Dane Gagai. So they got, they all got fines, but it also goes on their record. So, boys, let's rip into these burning questions. And coming off the back of the suspension question, Corbs, we might as well rip in about kind of our moves ahead for players and how this crackdown is going to affect them. Is there anyone – are you starting to make a bit of a list going, well, this guy's a loose cannon and this is going to determine whether I pick him up in the coming weeks? Yeah, the big one that I'm worried about is Tavita Pengai Jr. in my team. I, he's just brain snaps galore and they're cutting down on everything at the moment. Mm. The The other one, or the two others that I mentioned, Jared Warrior Hargraves and then also, who was the other one? that was Maguire. Maguire. Yeah. Maguire, yeah. So they're the three that I can just think off the top of my head, but that will definitely be coming into play when I'm choosing players. If I knew this or saw this round before I bought in Tavita, um, I wouldn't have picked him, and he was lucky to get off. Mm, absolutely, I think Jaden. So- <clears throat> excuse me, Jaden Sewell will be another one. He goes in. Mm. He goes in real hard. So and yeah. Tupanilla as well. They're the two it's guys. Like, it's the like their arms are just magnets for other people's heads. <laughs> yeah. So this is. It's not going to be good for those sort of players. Yeah, Andy, have you got Look, TPJ, mate? I do. Yeah, I picked him up. So I'm hoping. I don't know. Maybe maybe after this round, after how many, how much. The actual send-offs affected the games. That may hopefully the players just go okay, try something different. Let's just sort of hold back or attack the body differently. I'm not too sure, but yeah, it's fairly. It will affect a lot of teams, and like you said, those players you mentioned, the Maguire, TPJs, um, the Sewer. Yeah, I feel bad for those owners. That's the thing. The momentum swings, and then you you lose the play for ten minutes. They they lose all chance of getting points. Mm. And then some of these teams are going down to 11. So then it's affecting the whole team across the board. Missed tackles come in. And then on the flip side, the attacking stats just go through the roof. So it's going to be like this. And we're just going to have to – it's going to be a very interesting few weeks ahead, probably the whole season ahead because it's going to keep going. It's in in forever. Like you said, it's it's definitely negative for the players who are – who go for the heads, but it's positive for those game breakers who have more room up the middle um, to sort of break through. So there could be, like you said, some massive scores come along. That's an interesting point, actually, Andy. Like maybe we should be starting to stack our teams with these smaller wing fullbacks, halves, and hookers, right? Because they're probably less chances of actually doing an impact. You know, like a big guy like TPJ, or even today we saw Tyrell. Tyrell is 105 kilos, even though he's playing in the center. He's more of a back rower these days. That same sort of impact, just say it was someone that was smaller, 85, 90 kilos, I don't think the impact on pups would have been the same. Oh, if you got hit by a smaller player? Yeah. So the chances of them getting sent off, you would have to think, would be lower. He hit him flush, didn't he? He didn't miss, <laughs> that's for sure. He knew he was – he should have just sent himself off. Yeah. Did, you, just, did you think Josh Papali's was an actual send-off or that was a tender bin? Me and Cobbs have got very differing – I'll let Coles go first. I I think that was just a really lazy shot. Like the Fumano was intent. Like he got him, clobbered him. And then what was today's one? That was Tyrell's. Tyrell's was today, yeah. Papali's was yesterday. Who was the one that um, the late hit on a fullback today? Oh, Moses Leota. 
he didn't get sent. Did he get sent, though? He got put in the bin. Uh, I was thinking of someone else. But, yeah, I, I thought that was really lazy from Papali, but I didn't think it was a send-off material. Yeah, I thought three weeks is going to be warranted. I thought he hit him and hit him flush. So I think that's three. But you're right, Tyrells was way worse. Like, I reckon Tyrells would be starting five with a seven. So five for an early guilty plea, seven for a full, because that was dog. <laughs> but he seems like a good kid too, so people make mistakes and things ha- he happen. He might not have there, any you know? prize either. I don't think he has any prize. I hope not, because, yeah. All right, moving on. Next question, boys. James Tedesco, great performance on the weekend. And first things first, anyone holding him still? Yeah, I I, um, I couldn't get rid of him because I had other dramas, other spot files I was putting out. So I was definitely a holder. Nice. It was good to see him coming back. But for, if you, even if you're not a holder, he literally lost 266k. Uh, if he's if he's going back to his old Teddy, it's 80 point uh, player. Then for, for for lots of 26, you've pretty much saved 266k if you sold him at a high price too. Yeah. So it could be a good little. It is a bit unfortunate coming into origin period uh, where he might not play all those games, but yeah, I think he's back, especially with um, with Lachlan Lamb uh, coming back and he's obviously opened up a fair few people. Yeah, he's definitely back. It's just bad timing, right, Corbs? Yeah, I, I was in the same boat with Andy and I had to hold on to him as well. So I'm happy that he bounced back. But I see Radley as the key to unlocking that Roosters, just mm. the – first uh, receiver and then he just gets it out the back to Tedesco and that's where he sort of shines and does his thing. He'll be be right on that kind of border. Freddie loves him. Like he's just got origin written all over him too. And that 71 minutes that he pushed out does show that he's 100% back. He's like having another half in the middle, isn't he? He's just got that ball Something different. And he's just got that foot speed too and the ability to offload, the ability to play out the back. But right now, the slow start of the season by Lamb because he was in the shadow of of Luke Keary and because his average was so much lower, we saw a, a bit of a season high, even though he's only played four games, of, of 48 on the weekend. And some of his touches, like there's no doubt that him and Walker will be more of a 50-50 relationship going forward. And he's right on my radar now, Lockie Lamb. He's going to be playing like that every week, especially at 432K because he's a good defender and he's setting up tries on the outside of himself. So any interest in him, Corbs? Yeah, it's that same predicament I have where I've just with trades, I've just got to be very careful. I think I'm going to just leave him for now, but because uh, I've, I've got some good halves in shoes to Walker Moses Cleary. Yeah, but Andy has given us options. Like, they're going to have buys in round 13, but if they're playing all the way through, like, we're going to have to rearrange our roster a little bit. So these two guys are definitely on my radar come after the buy, that's for sure. Well, well I. Talked him up massively before the the season started, and mm. just <clears throat> it was just took him thirteen rounds to sort of <laughs> to, sorry ten rounds to shine. Uh, a couple of injuries here and there, but I did predict it. No, no, no. I could see a I sneaky love love interest that's, coming up here, mate. That's right. I remember he was in your draft team. Of course, you talked him up. <laughs> no, I didn't pick him up. That's the name. Um, I think Frewy got I think him. Frewy got him. Yeah, yeah. Three date rule, boys. So they're they're ticking out ones. So another two weeks, you never know. They could end up in the spicy team. So <laughs> next question is crackdown's gone, Teddy. Oh, Tommy Starling, boys. He was super on the weekend again, and he's knocked out a good good month of scores as well. Now Josh Hodson, he's suspended again. 
and they brought them on at the same time, and Hodgson literally just played as a roving lock in the middle as well. So they're pretty much clearly, clearly defining his role moving forward, I'm feeling. Andy, any interest in, in Tommy Starling? Uh, sort of a similar predicament with Corbs is just with the trades, but he definitely, definitely has an upside, especially if um, if he's going to play the 80 and he can be the hooker with his cook-like dummy dummy runs. Is he, he might be the new cook because mm. <laughs> uh, Cook is, he isn't being cooked and he has that, that small stature. Um, so look, there is, there is, if I get the chance to not have to deal with spot fires for a bit, it could be a pickup. But yeah, I think he's, uh, he's, just off my ra- he's on the radar, but whether I pick him up or not is uh, whether I can with trades. Yeah. Start, <laughs> start saving some. Start the round at 475K. It looks like he's probably going to open around 525K tomorrow. But with scores of 63.57, 63.54, I'm down to two hookers after starting with like eight of them in round one. <laughs> I need one. I need one back. Yeah, the Braley, Braley getting less minutes also. like If he didn't score a try, he would have had a pretty ordinary score. So I wish round 13 was upon us a lot quicker than it than it is so I could get rid of a few that I am holding for that round by because Starling is one that I would like to get as well. Yeah, especially now that his role, like Reece Stewart's putting a lot of a lot of faith in this guy. So Yeah, big time. This, this, could, this, this score, because he, he's at 200K discount right now. And what I'm worried about is if we don't jump on, he's going to continuously score these 50s and he's going to be back up to his, his value very, very high. So and this could happen within a month. Well, they did it last year, and he with when he shone, he shone without Hodgson. There's no reason why he can't do it again. But look, even just talking about him now and talking about those figures, it's kind of making me a little bit tempted to get him. <laughs> why didn't you use the word pedigree? Huh? Why didn't you say pedigree? <laughs> oh, look, I can't just keep using the same word all the time. I've got to sort of got to look out for other words. I've been reading <laughs> the thesaurus lately. Um, yeah, it's coming in well. Yeah, nice. Now. <laughs> Boys, edge has always been a tough position, the new edge position. And now Jordan Ricky two weeks out, Joshy Curran looking at anywhere between one and eight weeks. So it's going to leave a bit of a hole, especially these guys at different stages, especially Curran. He's been a little bit better than Jordan Ricky has of late. But let's talk about some, some options for these sellers. And so, boys, the only thing putting me off getting CHN, sorry, Tommy Starling at the moment, is the emergence of CHN, which is Corey Herrera Naira. And him at that cheaper, I can go one for one and save some money by going. He's three hundred eighty-six k opening up. Looks like about four hundred and seventeen k he will be tomorrow. And his last his month of footy has been a forty-nine, a thirty, a forty-six, and a fifty-seven. Scored a try on the weekend, and him and Georgie Williams are starting to heat up on that right edge. And you'll think a lot more ball with widening out next week. A lot more ball will be probably travelling down that right edge. So that's the only thing that's probably stopping me from that Tommy Starling trade and going one for one just to get an, an extra edge in there. So he's he's quite cheap. And the other guy I was looking at, boys, <clears throat> excuse me, was Matty Lodge at 457K. He's probably going to put on 26K to be about 483 tomorrow, but he's nearly there. Three date rule, 54 and a 45. So he's right on my radar too there, boys. Any any thoughts in terms of replacing these two guys, Corbs? The two others that, I suppose a lot of people are talking about and keeping an eye on is the the Bloor, Sean Bloor, but I think with the Tigers' big win, nothing's going to change too much there next week. Uh, the other one was Tom Gilbert, who had a really good points per minute in his 40 minutes. He got a 37 for his first game this year. Yep. And and he was he had some great scores 
in 2020 to sort of put him on everyone's radar when he was playing in that back row. So I don't know where he fits in there. And if you want to <laughs> run the gauntlet of picking a player in the Cowboys with their Peyton, uh, Toddy Payton as a coach and just all around nuisance in fantasy, then go for it. But <laughs> yeah, there too, the Corey was the, the big one that I was looking at because yeah, he does look like he's, He's sort of locked back into that edge spot now. Yeah, he is. Paid, paid his penance. Mm, definitely. And, Andy, who's yeah. your any anything you got? Well, I was a current holder in draft, mm. but he's on my bench. So it didn't really affect me too much, but it hurts me because he was absolutely killing it, and I feel bad for the bloke. But um, look, with Corey, I think he actually fits into your three-date rule, doesn't he? Yeah, he um, does. I think he had uh, three games, and this is the fourth one where he's finally starting to hit his strap. So I think he could be good, especially when he's that cheap for a good edge. Yeah. And then that could be it could, this could be your um, your Ricky Gorn, Corey Horowinari in. Is he the, the, the replacement, the rebound? Nah. <laughs> Can't do that to him. I've already told you my rebound is. With um, who was it? Brad's. Oh, Radley. With that cheap. Yeah, I guess he's, he's cheap. He's pretty dreamy. I I can't, you know, sort of knock you for that one. And he enjoys a beer too. Imagine going on a date with Victor. Like, it'll be the best thing ever. He enjoys beer, beer, and more beer. Exactly. <laughs> now, boys, final question. Ryan Puppenhausen, you know, it's getting closer and closer to origin. Very likely to be the utility off the bench, which means he'll miss plenty of footy, probably looking at a couple of weeks on the sideline again. So that's a lot of money from that because he only scored seven today, he'll probably lose close to a hundred grand when they reopen tomorrow. His break even was massive today. So, yeah, Corbs, you are you still a holder? Nah, I got rid of him, and geez, it can be a cruel game. <laughs> For those that held on, you'd be licking your lips with the dry track and some of those sort of similar players just going nuts up there, magic round. Yeah, and like he he set up a try and got belted as he set up a try. So he, he was, yeah. And then you've seen what the storm did. They just cut him to pieces. His break even was 60. Mm. So he's going to lose, I don't know, yeah, 60, 70K at least. But then there's no way he's playing next week. Not when he got stretched off. No, six day turnaround. Yeah, yeah six it, it, days. It'd be unbelievable. And it'd be, it wouldn't be past their protocol. Like they have to sort of rest him. That's. Stretch it off. That's You can't sort of come back a week after and say, yeah, you're sweet. doesn't matter yeah. who you are. So the thing so is, get- the options are kind of drying up as well because Adam Dewey had a great game on Friday, but we can't expect him to score 60 playing in the centres every week. So like in terms of replacements for, for Pups as well, it's quite interesting because Tommy Turbo, he's only had two, two games before Origin. So that's kind of like your straight swap, but then you're going to lose him for a period of time. Teddy's back to form, so maybe he could be the one. But... Yeah, in terms of the top top echelon of kind of wing fullbacks. And then I guess the more injuries that happen, then Clint Gutherson starts getting talked again about for origin again, especially when, when I saw Addo Carr. I'm glad he came back on the field because Addo Carr's injury probably will not – he would have been in the – well, Brian Toho definitely would have been in there. I think it's between Toho, Daniel Tupo, and Addo Carr, but then Gutherson then becomes a little bit more, more important to maybe carry on the bench or maybe as the 18th man. Are we talking about long-term or just over this origin period? Because if we're talking just origin period cover for Paps, mm. surely Nico Hines has to come into play, especially with, with that cheap price of, what's he, 384 now and might earn about 50K. 
Yeah. But he's he's putting out some killer scores. He had um, sixty three and then seventy three this this week to back it up. So yeah. that's he only played seventy minutes. Well, he's half his game. half his price, right? And he's playing mm. footy, so you could bank that three hundred k and put it elsewhere, or even just hold it in the bank. Mm. Well, Ryan Pappenhausen, his break even is going to be even bigger if you do hold him. So even if you do get that one game before Origin, he, his break even could be a hundred. Yeah. So I think it's a massive sell sign. I think you just got to do it. Boys, to wrap things up, let's just have a look at maybe some trade targets for the week. Andy, who's in your sights and who are you trying to get rid of this week? Well, I think maybe a possibility of a Heinz because um, he's so cheap. And But I also didn't really get any injuries. So it's, it will really depend on who um, who I who doesn't play next week or who I have to sort of cover. But this might be the first time where I don't have to trade anyone. So it could be a, a no trade for me this week just to sort of save some trades for the future because I have burnt through a lot. I think I've only got – give me two seconds. Uh, 18 trades left. So yeah, I so do I. Sort of just, <laughs> I might just hold back and then, um, yeah, might do a, a no trigger this one. Yeah, I'm getting rid of Jordan Ricky. I think CHN, that's definitely on my mind, especially because Peachy's definitely suspended. So I think I need extra forward. Corby? Yeah, Peachy's the worry for me. You think he's going for that? 100%. Jeez, it was a mild crusher. Like there was about three or four of them, and I get the proper crushers, and I get the player safety, but yeah, geez, those ones are harsh. But they, yeah, it's around they're going to be harsh, isn't it? Yeah. They're not going to go light on them. So yeah, my. I need to find a centre um, because I think Rapana, he won't be coming back, will he? No, I think he's another week out. Another week. So I was actually looking at Bird because if he gets named at fullback, I don't mind him there. Do you? Mm. Would you have a stab at Avarillo? Like he's he's showing himself that he can handle that position. He scored fifty points in a like was it three fifties in a row? Yeah, true. I think he's he's definitely in my sights to get back during the Origin period. That's for sure. Just depends on kind of where they're going to play him moving forward. Whether they, I think Flano will come back into that team. I just don't know if Jack Bird just getting back to. I don't know if he he's playing well, but I don't think they're going to. He's going to find a spot in the Origin. What about the great man Justin Olam? I think he would look good in your team, mate. Yeah, he has been good, hasn't he? Mm. He's really important as a football or player. Or even Ado Car. absolutely on fire. It's like, does he want to stay back in Melbourne? Maybe he's trying to do a backflip on his dogs. <laughs> On his dog's contract, but what's he? Three tries last, six tries last week, three tries this week. Absolutely killing it. Yeah, true. But yeah, I reckon Justin Olin, Corbis. He's yeah, well, very low that, ownership too. Yeah, he's that's a good good shout out there. But yeah, if I can get away with that, I, what about? I was cheering. I kept Tex Hoy, and I went to loop him. And he had 13. Well, that, that loop was definitely not getting deployed. <laughs> Mate, Come on, Tex. Cody Ramsey until that last try was on negative six for a game when Nathan Cleary scored, what, 150 tonight. Like, how do you get negative six? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, all right, boys. Good show tonight. Corby, well done on your punters club. We'll be back Tuesday night with the regular burning issues from TLT and all your questions. So get them in. Now, make sure you follow us across Instagram and also Facebook, Talking League Pod and Talking League One on Twitter. Gentlemen, good show. I'll catch you on Tuesday. See you later, gents. Good to see your heads again.